Welcome back to Pop Culture Prisoner. I'm your host, Dipti, and I'm here with Layla. Hi. Hey. How's it going, Layla? Are you holding up in this night before the election? Oh, man. Okay, so I have to be really honest here and say that I waited until the 11th hour to really, like, sit down and look at stuff. And I told you earlier today that, like, I think we were going through our ballots for maybe, like, three and a half hours, just, like, deciding. Wow. And I think I told you last week, too, I was like, I'm putting this off because there's still, like, props that I'm, like, I'm not really sure where I want to go. But you got it done. And you turned it in? But I got it done. Measures, props. Oh, good. City council folks school board folks just awesome a lot there was a lot this year but yeah I feel good it's all sealed ready to get dropped in the box well if if any of you need some help on your props why don't you just hit Layla <laughs> up at the cheese report hit, hit me up on Twitter hit me up. <laughs> yeah I'll like do my best to explain shit I mean no, I I can't I'm like I I just like everybody else I have my own cheat sheets I used someone's like collected spreadsheet of like what all these different yeah, that's groups are like for or against and just kind of use that to guide me along the murky waters yeah. of local politics. That's good. Local is important. You know who else thinks that? Wendy thinks that local is important. <laughs> and she's right. she's right. And she's right. She's right. She's right. She's right. So let's get into Potomac then. Speaking of Wendy, we've got a lot to talk about regarding Wendy in this episode. But let's start out. Let's start out, though, with Candace. Oh, I was going to say, hold on, before we get to Candace, this this opening montage, and I I only want to call out this one big quick thing, the opening montage where Monique and her family are like out basically like canvassing for... Monique's her podcast. podcast. Her podcast. What? And then her son. Yeah, one of her one of her sons is like, "Mommy's tired, so she's doing a podcast." Oh, I missed that. No. Oh, hilarious! It was. I stopped it and I rewound it because I was like, "Is that what he's saying? Mommy's tired, so she's oh, doing a hilarious. podcast." That's exactly what he said. <laughs> like, "Mommy's tired. Mommy's tired, so she's doing a podcast." And I was like, "Wow!" From the mouth of babes, like truer words wow. were never spoken. Mommy's tired. Yeah, and she's doing a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, and Wendy was phone banking, which goes back to, you know, the initial segment. Yeah, but yes. of course she was. Here we go, Candace doing her vacuum vocal training exercises. So she's 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 doing her vacuum vocal training. I was like, what is happening? The camera's shaking. And then she was just like, it's just more about, like, Chucky Thompson, the music producer who, you know... Uh, she's like, the fact that he's on board with her makes it surreal. She cries. All I said was, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just to, like, finish up Candace in the uh, studio, I just, like, I felt... <laughs> so, you know, this this is not my cup of tea, this music. Whatever, I don't care. I mean, and any Real Housewives music, I'm not going to take seriously for, yeah. like, a, even a half a second. Yeah, yeah. But, but like... <laughs> I feel like I've heard this song enough number of times at this point that I'm like, do I have Stockholm Syndrome with this song? Like, I kind of don't mind it. Yeah, I have to say, I think we talked about this. It's not terrible. And we talked about this on a previous podcast, but like of all the Housewives songs, of all the Housewives songs that are out there, this song is not that bad. But I do have to add this, that... Just recently, I had read that someone was like, Candace's song kind of reminds me of something. Like, the the rhythm of it reminds me of something. And they put that it reminds them of the All That theme song. The theme song for All That, like Nickelodeon's 90s teen Oh, I don't know what that show. is. Okay. It was basically like a teen sketch show. It was supposed to be like SNL, but for kids on Nickelodeon. And basically, like, Keenan and Kel started from all that. So like, and now they're on SNL. So there you go. That's exactly what they set out to do is exactly what happened. She would have been the demographic for that too. She would have been the demographic for that for sure. And I thought about it for a second and I went back and I played it and I was like, yep, I can see this. I can see that like the cadence for Mm. all that almost sounds like parts of the like 
the I don't know what that would be like the bridge of the song I haven't heard the whole song so I like I can't like what's bridge what's chorus I don't I don't know because I haven't heard the full song yet but I was like oh yeah I definitely see the connection so for folks out there who want to go and and check um it does kind of sound like it and now I can't you know what? Un- unsee it or unhear it. I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to do that little check. That'll be, I can't, I mean, I always would love to blow up Candace's spot at any given point because <laughs> she's really annoying. No, um. let Candace have this. She's so, this woman is so broken and this is the only thing that's keeping her together is like the potential. Because then she tells that story about being in a girl band and then like her Nah, parents, I didn't like, care about the, that. Like, nah, I didn't feel sorry for her. What? Oh, her parents I, went to their entertainment <laughs> lawyer. Like, oh, like she's like some girl from the hood. This was her only chance. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> no, okay. I mean, you're, you're right. You're right. Like, this is why I was sort of like, oh, like sarcastically, like let Candace have something. Oh, God. She has nothing well, right. the only thing that I really, really enjoyed about this was that. She had actual real tears come down her face and she wasn't prepared for that. And literally production, she was like, she motioned over to get that Kleenex to, you know, put up into her eye. And they like literally like brought over the Kleenex to her because she wasn't prepared for a cry scene. And and then she like started jabbing it in her eye as she normally does. And I was laughing my head off because like it looked like production ran over to give her that those tissues. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, so anyways, let's go back to Giselle and Robin. Um, so they're doing this like high, high tea. tea sort of thing, yeah. like an Eloise kind of situation. And I my first thought at the beginning of the scene was this looks so boring like all this high tea stuff people are like oh let's do a high tea it'll be so fun and fancy and i'm like maybe only if you have like a seven-year-old kid no i disagree have you done a high tea in your adult no and you know what i don't want to never take me to one way it looks no, it's just so, ugh, no thank you. I don't oh. want sandwiches with the cuss crud off. And, like, I don't eat macaroons. And, like, There's it's no just macaroons. too, like, cutesy. You mean macaroons? Yeah, they had a whole... Oh, whatevs. <laughs> Same. Okay. I know that also, there's a difference. It's also, like, there's usually... Sometimes there's, like, crumpets and, like, uh, um, like that cream shit that they put on there and, like, the lemon curd nonsense. I don't know. Yeah, no interest in that. I do think it's kind of fun. Like, this whole, I don't know. It is very princessy and weird, but I am a big tea fan, and I do like little tea sandwiches, and I do enjoy this. However, I think it's really funny that Giselle ends up telling the story to Robin, being like, I wanted to take my girls here, which makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. usually these high tea things are, like, it's either, like, a... uh, like a girls out sort of thing or like, so there's a tea and crumpets place in San Francisco that I've gone to maybe twice or three times. And every time I go there, there's three types of people like girl dates, right? Where it's just like you and your Mm -hmm. girlfriend, like going out, there's like mom, like mommy dates with their kids. And like, like the girls are, the little girls are having like princess yeah. Princess and Prince days, right? Um, so with like their kids. Or you get like borderline sad couple. <laughs> and the border oh. borderline sad couple is the one that like I adore because it's sort of like, oh, this is the date that you like th- and this is usually like a like a hetero date, right? Um, where you, the male in the relationship, has to like kowtow and like do the high tea thing because you fucked up. <laughs> You like had to do a oh plan. Goodness. Or it's like, oh right, I gotta I gotta like swallow my pride and do If I'm in a relationship that is falling very steeply and my guy took me here, I'd be like, You done fully fucked up. Yeah, you fucked <laughs> like, up. Right. This is See, the for end. you it'd be like this would be the end. But but these feel like I'm trying to ameliorate the relationship with like tea and crustless sandwiches. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't work on me. I never realized how anti high tea i am i i truly never you know realized what, though, it dip, it's got to be internalized because you're like fuck colonialism 
And you're like, as a result, fuck high tea. Yeah. See, like, for example, I have a love-hate relationship with tapas for the same reason. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I love a tap. I love tapas. But it's like, really, you're going to charge me like $80 for like three tiny meals? I know. Meals and I'm three still appetizers. Like, <laughs> that's, a, also, that's a valid I point. I remember what you did. Hundreds of years. <laughs> That's a very valid point. Um, maybe, maybe we're suffering from the same issue, just on different, and we yeah, act out maybe. Um, on different things. So I have to say, before we we keep going on this, but the third note in, and this is before we even see um, Karen show up. I wrote, mm-hmm. "Green eyed bandits are plotting after Karen," and then immediately Karen shows up on the scene. And then we cut to a Karen confessional where she's like, oh, don't think I'm not ready for these green eye bandits. And I was like, oh, OK, great. We're all on the same page. We're That's hilarious. That like when Robin and Giselle are together, it is like plot time. I loved Karen's confessional saying that. I was like, wait, she does know that she's about to be ambushed, right? And she was like, oh, girl, I don't fucking know. Like, I loved it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I, 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 I had so much high irritation for Giselle this entire episode. I'm like, my God, I would never tell you anything if you were my group of friends. Oh, no. Never. No, no. But here's, a, again, this is why I love Potomac. Because, like, Giselle does this messy shit and you're like, fuck you, Giselle. Like, what a bitch. But at the same time, you're kind of like laughing. She's kind of like the friend that you have that's like constantly just like, yo, you are always fucking getting yourself into like drama. Like, why do you do this? And But you're like still friends with them because they're like, Fun. they're not bad. Yeah, it's like Giselle is not a bad person. She just loves to kick shit up. She just like lives for it, right? Um, I almost think that she might be a bad person now. But yeah, she likes to kick shit up. But you know what? She creates the stuff for the for the television screen. Yeah. However, I think she I, I would will do say it without the cameras this, around. I think she's I think so too. She's just a but, gossip queen. But this was too much for the cameras. And I was like, this is this isn't organic. I'm sorry. It was so blatant. Pitting Karen against Wendy and Abelis like I know that this is reality TV obviously I'm not a total moron but like you can't insult my intelligence that much okay this isn't Beverly Hills right, like right. don't think that you're gonna like pull the wool over my eyes that you're not just trying to like tell her oh well, Wendy said that uh you know yeah. um Here's the beauty about Giselle, though, is like, I don't think she does it for production. I think if no cameras were rolling, it's what she would have done anyway. She's that person. She does that. I agree with you, but I also agree with me. I still wasn't organic, but I do like it's if if it's if you're fully true that she would not have done she would have done this off camera in like her regular life, then she's a bad person, Layla. I believe that because even in season one, we've seen Karen be like, yeah, Giselle is like messy and she's always starting shit. Like if she says that in season one, it's because that's what Giselle was before the cameras started following Giselle around. Well, that's how she got on the show. Right. I mean, that's yeah, that's her. That's her thing. Right. And and it's just like it's been it's been it's just too much. I don't know. Like it was just too much. Like if. If Beverly Hills needs a Rinna, if New York needs a, like, you know what I mean? Like all of the franchises need the pot stir. I know. Right? And I, I always, here's the thing. I enjoy her pot stirring, but like, it's just a bit much. It's like, Giselle, you have no plot line for yourself except dating an awful man. And that's it. And it's just, and it's just not hitting me right. House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just not right. So let's say what, like, so basically she tells Karen that Wendy said when they were um, at the lake house at Monique's that Karen said that she bailed Ray out of the tax issues and that, and she's like, and all I thought was like, oh, you're inserting your nose in this. I thought that, you know, whatever. She did not, by the way, 
Giselle couched it in a like, I mean, I do care about her. It's like, no, Giselle. But um, (laughs) you said it for like drama, which is fine. But um, she uh, didn't have to go more and say that. Well, and Wendy said that you want it back. Right. Right. Now, did Karen say that? She was wasted, but she made it sound like Wendy said, and she wants it back from Ray. Like, it was just, this was so overproduced by Giselle. It was just absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I do agree to that. I feel like Giselle added that as like a cherry on top of the thing. And I do really appreciate that the editors are like, hey, let's go back and watch that clip because I really yeah, that did was fun. need that. Like, that uh, <laughs> I did recall. too. Mostly yeah. because I was like, yeah, uh, Giselle is adding this bit about Karen wanting Ray to pay the money back that she puts up because she wants to like add more bait to this like fight that she's sort of trying to yeah. instigate between Wendy and mm-hmm. and Karen knowing full well that like Karen's not a big fan of Wendy from the get-go and that Wendy as a result is like I don't know why Karen's like acting like she doesn't know me right so in this sense Giselle is kind of like at least in my mind right it's like she's already she's already working with some steak right and she's just like okay how many additional seasonings can I put on this marinade right um it's not like she's really starting a fight between these two women. These two women are already on shaky ground. And she's yeah. just like, she's just like showing up and like literally shaking this. <clears throat> right. Um, we go back and we watch this clip. And of course, my opinion is that because Karen is drunk, she says, I, I want a return as a joke. Right. Like, yes, I yeah. can't imagine in any universe that Karen Huger, wife of the black Bill Gates, would actually want Ray to pay her back for bailing him out of this like tax issue. No, they've been together twenty five years. Yeah, they been, they right. she would have their gotten, funds are together. Yeah, it's she not, would have yeah. found some way to get money out of yeah. him beforehand and like left. I mean, she's not going to play this like long con game of like twenty years later. I got like my money back or yeah. whatever. No, I think she no, basically no, no. said, "I want to return one as a joke and two, I think." subconsciously she meant like I want to return meaning like I soldiered up and I helped you yeah. when you're when the chips were down for you and now I need you to soldier up for this relationship and give me the emotional like the return of this like emotional investment that I'm trying to like impart in this like slightly crumbling relationship yeah but Giselle kind of yeah. jumped on it as like, oh, and she said, you want the money back. And I'm like, yeah. no, don't and it's do like, this. Oh, Giselle. Don't do this. I did think it was funny when Giselle said, um, oh, Robin, how's the hat business going? Embezzle? Is that what it's called? Oh, my God, <laughs> like, Giselle. That was like, that was like, and I truly do think she loves Robin, but that was hilarious. And she did that on purpose. <laughs> and But then like when they did that confessional where she's like, this was like later in the show, but when they were like, she was like, you know, I'm so proud of my girl Robin. Like, whatever, she owes like four, five thousand, one, two thousand. I don't know. And they're like, and the it's ninety. Like, it's actually ninety thousand. And she's like, oh, what? Okay, that was hilarious. That and that's that why I don't want Giselle off the show. Like, she's funny. No, this is why it's like I find Giselle so much more respectable. Like, I have so much more respect for Giselle than I do for, like, Rinna, right? Because, oh, like, of course. Rinna is, like, she's, like, a snaky bad version of Giselle. Like, Giselle does, like, these, like, shit-stirring things, but I think mostly she does them because she thinks it's fun to get people to, like, shit on each other. You know what I mean? Like, but I that really mean, do But, again, that. the thing is, Rinna is not funny in the way that Giselle no, is. That's, that's right. why I Giselle forgive it with... Also, I that's why I forgive it was Giselle because yeah. Giselle, I'm sorry, she's doing this and shit stirring like this is not what a good person does. Yeah, but the thing is, right, right, right. I, I think, I think that the, I think that the closeness though implies the difference here, right? Because it's the kind of thing that, like, I mean, I don't have a sibling, but I feel like it's the kind of shit stirring that, like, a sibling would do to another sibling, like, just because. That's like their relationship, right? Like, um, well, that's the thing. I don't, I think it cuts deeper than that. I think what she did with like that, 
like side thing of like embezzled is that what it's called not embezzlement embellished which is what it's really called that is like a sibling sort of like chide which is fun i think she does the same thing with karen i think because she knows that karen can handle it yes i i would agree with that and they and we prove it later on in the episode right because when he's all like I want to talk to you, Karen. And Karen's like, oh, my God, here we go. You're going to <laughs> try and like mow me down with your four degrees funny. and like, you know, how you have to like lift women up. And then, of course, love, love, love. Again, another like hat tip to the editors, because Wendy's like, I don't lord my degrees to anyone. No, I we, loved like, it. Some reaction shots of every other housewife being like, the fuck you don't, Wendy. It's like all you talk about it's all and then they did the mot and then they and then they did the montage i've got four degrees as a phd like i have four phds my husband and i both have degrees and you want to know something like right after wendy said like do you know that less than two percent of the world has phd she literally said that, like, right after she said, I am not one to brag about my degrees. And then she, like, literally launched into less than 2%. And you're not holding up black women and da-da-da. It's like, I mean, she is so not good on this show. Like, I love that Karen schools her so much, even to the point where Wendy laughed. Like, it was like, she, she can't, like, Karen, yeah. it's like, don't mess with the queen. Karen is the queen. Yeah, yeah. And I don't I care think, about your PhD. I think this is why there's a part of me that I'm like, oh, is this why Karen was like not all about Wendy from the beginning? And and now and maybe this, this little fight between Wendy and Karen kind of solidified it to me. And maybe it's because like I didn't want to see it before. I'm like, Wendy's a little bit of a like academic elitist which is not to yes. say that you shouldn't be proud of your degrees but the fact that you keep kind of like lording it over this woman that has no degrees feels a little classic and she to me. and she's kept saying it she's like and you have no degrees and then karen's like i don't have any and she's like and uh, none she like repeated it twice and i was like right wendy like do you know i i know people who have impeccable pedigrees and the ones who are secure and everyone's insecure in different ways, right. but the they don't lord it over you. If like Wendy's like proving how insecure she is by lording her degrees over them, right, you just right. let it go, and then everyone's like, "Oh, like she's so smart," and like like Wendy looked so stupid, being like, "You know, I'm a." black woman on top of it who has these degrees and you're putting down black women it's like no she wasn't karen she said you're acting ignorant because you got in the middle of a fight that you had no beef in yeah like it had nothing it had nothing to do with you not having a high iq and a good discipline and like stamina to like get all these degrees like when he's just so she's so lost in this world of wanting to be like a media sort of person, like a personality and being like a smart academic who's very successful. And she can't like, she doesn't know how to, she thinks one thing. I think that the sad part to me is, because this is, I think how I sort of read it is that like when he has every right to be proud of her success, but I think that the insecurity that you bring up is probably from years of being brought down by people assuming that she probably couldn't get to where she's gotten to. Probably. And so now that she's like reached this goal of, you know, having academic success and being like, you know, successful in her own right outside of academia, I wonder if that, if like, that's just, that's just what she's constantly. That's her idea. Well, that's that's her her identity. Yeah, that's like her fight IQ. It's like, this is, this is what I know to utilize as my like weapon is my degrees, right? But then as a result, it's like when you're fighting someone or when you're arguing with someone like Karen, it ends up looking bad on you because it makes it look like Karen is lesser than 
because she doesn't have the academic pedigree. And so then it's sort of like, it's sad because like, yes, you've probably had to like fight your way up to this mountain. But like now that you're there, the way that you choose to fight is like kicking down the probably the same people that would have kicked you that would have kicked you down before you got up to that mountain. Do you see what I mean? Well, th- yeah. And, and think about it this way. Like, like people know that on Saturday Night Live, there's the people who come from Harvard and there's the people who come from I didn't go to college. And the, the, their f- the humor that they bring to the show is equal in many different ways, right? And But you have to come to a common ground, right? Like, so you have to, like, meet in the middle to make the best show, the best product, whatever it may be. And Wendy is too caught up in her, like, academic prowess to, like, know that she has to argue with, like, Karen in this particular way. But she thinks she's below her. She doesn't think that she's on the same level as them. And it's like, but you are because you're on this show and you signed up for it. Right, so right. fuck off, Wendy. Right. Like, you, yeah, you that, can't that's the thing use that's like, that. That's the thing that's so sad, right? It's kind of like Wendy has probably had to fight with people assume, like unassuming or assuming that she is not or cannot be academically successful. And now as a result, everyone who isn't like in her eyes academically successful, like she battles them in the same way that like people have been against her. Do you see what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm, so there's mm -hmm. this like constant and that's the kind of thing that's sort of unfortunate about it. Like it makes Wendy look bad, but it's sort of like, I, I think I, the justification that I'm giving Wendy is that it probably comes from her own trauma of like trying to become successful. But like, I, I don't disagree with that, but with Wendy, I just think you're like, I, I think she's probably almost 40. And so get over it. And this is where you are. You know, I just think like, um, I don't know. I don't always subscribe to the get over it. But I do think that Wendy needs to like reflect and be like, this is what this is what you're doing and why it looks wrong. Now, I have to say that like Karen ends up coming off great in this fight scene because Karen is like, listen, you're making a big deal out of nothing because literally what I did was this. Right. Because like Wendy's like all heated up and charged up about how, you know, Karen thinks like she's like ignorant or whatever and that she like slithered down. And of course, like Karen's like, yeah, no, I'm going to show you exactly what I did. I have no problem showing you what I did. And like all the other women are like, yeah, you know what? This fight is silly. Like and I and I have to believe that Giselle kind of knew like puppet or like chess master style that like. Karen was somehow going to try and defuse the situation. So I love that, like, the other women kind of came kind of to They Karen's helped defuse it. Yeah, they helped defuse it. Like, they kind of came to Karen's defense and was sort of like, yeah, honestly, like, Karen's just being silly. And she's, like, making fun of the way that you And the way downstairs. she copied her, the way she copied Wendy I mean, it was, was so good. Funny. It was really funny. <laughs> and it was, it was, like, accurate. And the truth of the matter is that, like, Karen had already apologized in time like Wendy's just going back and being like you said that I was stupid and it's like right Karen already apologized for this while you all were talking when Candace was there like why are you bringing it up again and I think it's just like oh yeah like Wendy's just like traumatized by her own like demons as she like you know I mean it must it's just like it must suck to be like I'm really smart and I can't, I'm not included. Like, she's not, like, she's not in a way. Right. Like, she's not, she's not part of the cool Actually, girls crowd. Actually, like, now that I think about it, it's almost as if, like, what's happening with Wendy is kind of what Monique's pastor was saying to Monique, right? It's like, you've had to fight all this time to prove yourself to other people. And so now that's just what, like, that's just what your instinct is. Your instinct is, yeah. like, I have to yeah. protect myself. and. For Wendy, this is that, right? She's like, I have to constantly prove that, like, I'm smart and I'm willing and I'm I'm capable. You know, like, I can get my degrees while I'm carrying babies. Like, I can do it all and I have to prove it to you all the time. But I think she's just, like, locked up and constantly fighting this battle when Karen's like, you don't have to... You don't have to prove it to me. Well, like- also, like, like Karen basically was like, oh, what? And and Wendy kept going on and on. And everything that she was saying 
wasn't relevant to what was even right in the conversation right, and right. so it's like wendy went on like to what you're saying like is that this is her constant spiel that she does yeah. wendy went on autopilot with how she goes off on people maybe often when she needs to unfortunately had to in her life to prove herself and it's like girl this doesn't fit the story yeah, here right, like right, right. use your actually why don't you use that big brain of yours then <laughs> like because you're not using it right, right now and it's like she kind of like gets lost in this fog of like what's clearly totally sort of traumatic experiences and then the pendulum swings the other way because now it's just like well i'm just i'm just better than you because i have four degrees and you don't have anything right so like that's what that's what puts me up here and you down here yeah whatever, you know? well you know what has to make Wendy the most mad in all of this is that because she is up here and Karen is down there in a Kelly Ben Simone sort of hand position, uh, both yeah. Layla and I are doing right now, uh-huh, uh-huh. because because that is the absolute truth for Wendy, it has to drive her bonkers that Karen doesn't care. <laughs> like, because she doesn't well not only karen the thing is dip it's not just karen i think nobody cares nobody cares because dip to your point you're absolutely right it's like nah girl like yeah you have these degrees and you're very successful and all of that is wonderful you're on housewives now that means you're the same as all these other women like yeah you're just yeah you're just on this thing like so we fight about this kind of stuff and we play, we do these manipulative moves and those manipulative moves. And he, and here's the thing, like she does fine in her own right, in her own world. And she thinks that translates, I guess, was um, what is happening in my head of what I'm thinking about Wendy. And, and everyone else is like, nobody is shitting on her. Nobody is saying you are not smart. Right. They just are acknowledged it and moved on because they're like, okay, they don't have anything to say to her about it. Like, tell us how hard it is defending your dissertation thesis. Like, I don't think these women give a shit. Like, right. and that, and it is a big deal, but it's like, Wendy, know your audience. They don't care. Yeah. And Wendy isn't used to not getting the respect because of what she's accomplished, right? And mm. these women, they don't disrespect her, but they don't bow at her feet. And I think she expected a bow at her feet because she clearly like watched the show, or else why would she be on Potomac? Right, like right, it's right. so random. Yeah, I think I think to your point, like what should what would have played better for her was to just like bring it up once, right? Like these are my four degrees. I'm like an immigrant kid, you know. Like I have a happy family. My husband's a lawyer, like all this, you know, all this good stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out here trying to amplify voices and and show us more than tell us. Right. Because like now totally it's like, there's a, totally there's like too much telling us. And it's sort of yes. Like, now I'm sort of like the fact that you're telling me so much. And this goes back to a point that you made earlier, Dip, is like the fact that you're saying it so much makes me feel like what are you hiding? Like, do you yeah. have, did you have like a shitty GPA? Did you like barely yeah. get those PhDs? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's funny because it's like it works both ways. And maybe this is why it's like it's got to be it's so shitty for 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 everybody in this case. But mostly like, yeah, I, I'll just leave it at that. It's just it's shitty because it like it's like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you're if you don't because mm-hmm. like I also hate, and I think you've mentioned this before, Dip, I also hate when people are like, oh, you know, I just, I went to school in Boston. And you're like, Ugh, did you go to Harvard? Like, just say you went to yeah. Harvard, you fuck. Like, just say yeah. it. Don't be like, oh, I yeah. just went to like some s- small school. Totally. Like, just outside of Harvard. Like, don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, it's also like terrible where it's like, oh my God, I went to Harvard. I went to Harvard. It's just like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Like, you don't have to like blast us with like Harvard merch every time you're around. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, for sure. So it is kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But with Wendy, it's just too much. And it's just, I, I it almost makes me like, it's like, I think both you and I understand her motivations 
for oh, why she keeps yeah. bringing it up. Yeah. However, we're also like, you got to play this game better because right, you're because actually like, not being smart. No. And I think at some point it's like if she keeps going down this route, you know, people are just going to start coming after her next season. They're just going to be like, oh, what? I guess you your four degrees didn't help you when you like fucked whatever up. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like right. Right. Letting I mean, yourself- I kind of think she well, maybe not like, OK, I was about to say she might be a one seasoner, but but they can't they can't get rid of the like the super educated like uh, woman who's on the Real Housewives. They just can't. That would look real bad on Bravo. Yeah, I don't I I would like to see Wendy do a season two. I Like the problem is like you have to fuck it up really, really bad for me to say like you're one and done. Like you didn't you didn't bring it. You are up. you do give more of a chance than yeah, I, because I think, do. Um because I think the show having watched a, like, you know, a good number of the franchises for several years, it's really, really difficult to pull a Leah McSweeney. Like Yeah. What she did was like With New York was like that's called Harvard level reality show being. Yeah, well I mean like in the sense that like everyone was like oh yeah she's great and she like brought back you know what I mean like it's very very rare yeah when a housewife's first year is like exceptional yeah Um, and I I truly don't think that like you know Wendy's kind of harping on her degrees like over and over and over again but if we get to see more of like Wendy letting her hair down the way she does with her kids because the way she's with her kids is like great right she's constantly like okay Carter like okay show me like you know it's it's school picture day you know what I mean like those little moments where she's like get mom the milk get mom the milk like you can tell like Wendy's actually fun and I want to see more of fun Wendy and not let me defend my dissertation to the rest of my castmates like that's not the you Wendy I want to see so when she had that scene earlier in this episode when she was with her kids and she was giving her whole spiel on how she's an immigrant kid for the millionth time we get it but um uh but um and and like you know, I teach my kids like about education. She's like trying to set this whole thing up about how she's gonna zing Karen at the end of the episode, right? When she was like doing all that, like and being like, and what are we doing in school to education? Da, 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 like she very well may talk to her sons like that, like, but it was so put on, and I was like, right. this isn't. It wasn't fun to watch that yeah, like, i don't want to see that this is exactly the thing it's like when we see these home like these home bits with wendy you get both right like you get this part of like okay so what are we gonna learn in school today right which is kind of like yeah i agree with you like it's sort of like okay uh, this seems a little put on but then when you have these moments where she's like playing with the kids and like having them like do their little like doing like their little school picture poses right mm-hmm. and then she's like oh okay Cameron what's your pose gonna be and like they cut to you know like she does these things where it's like that is what I want to see more of I want to see more of you like just be fun like because clearly you're fun like that is yeah a fun I do moment. think that she's a fun I mean she's she's on Real Housewives like she's clearly like a fun person right and I think that this is why like season one is always difficult to judge on a housewife because it's like there are things the producers see in that housewife that we don't see because they haven't figured out how to extract all of that yet because yeah the thing like and especially for someone like wendy you can tell that wendy is coming on there with an agenda right she's like cool i'm gonna tell my story about like being an immigrant kid finding success as a black woman having multiple degrees having a happy family life like you can tell that like this is the thing she wants to like push real hard and i want to believe that it's like okay cool now that you've given me that in season one and i understand like the foundation of your identity now let's strip that away and like show me just you right well also excuse me can you show me your flaws i mean she's she talked about her in-law issues but that's not a flaw 
Right, right, right. That's like that's like something that makes you very human and maybe relatable. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to hear you talk about your perfect family and right. like and like school everyone else on how you talk about elections with people and stuff. It's like, yeah, those. That's like good stuff that makes us like you, but we need you to get messy in a way that's not about your four degrees. Yeah, exactly right. And this is why I think like Giselle is such a fan favorite, right? Because it's like, I mean, you see her in her confessional and she's like, I know I'm going to get messy. Like, just let me get messy, right? (laughs) That was so funny. Like, because you can be both. Like, you can be a good friend to Karen and -hmm. you can also be a shitty friend to Karen. Because you're, like, we're just dynamic human creatures. Like, yeah. that, and that's okay. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see you being, yeah. like, not like, oh, Giselle got, like, the bad edit. Or, like, Giselle got the good edit. It's like, no, Giselle is getting both edits. Like, she's yeah, totally, just both, totally. she's just both people. Like, and, yeah, Dip, you bring up a great thing. It's like, yeah, I want to see Wendy not be perfect. I want to see Wendy... Like so uninteresting, yeah, just like shooting the shit with her kids. Like be funny in the same way that you're like. Or goofy I'm with sorry, your kids. whatever. Why does it? Or shoot the shit with the ladies, you know? And don't make it all like, oh, powerful woman, this that. Like that's part of it, and that's great. And I love. I'm a feminist, you know, whatever. I mean, I feel weird saying I'm a feminist. It's like who doesn't believe in equal rights for men and women? Yeah. But anyways, but like. You're not on this show to be a beacon of hope for like like an like for women in general. Like we want to see some fights. Like this is Bravo. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I'm not going to hitch my like wagon to that particular opinion. I don't think you're I don't disagree with it, but I I think my I think you can do both. I think you can do both. Yeah, exactly right. I think that's I where think because I think people that's where I would are complicated. It because it's like you can you can be like a beacon of hope for people. I think, yes. you know, I mean, you see even like the trailer for Salt Lake City and it's like, right, like people have been clamoring, like I want to see a more diverse cast. Like I want to see women from, you know, even in New York, it's like I want to see people, like I want to see women in New York that live downtown and not in the Upper East Side. So like Wendy sort of positioning herself as like like an immigrant kid, like I think, I think all of that is, acceptable yeah. i i mm-hmm. do i do want to see that like i'm gonna see that on housewives for sure but it's also like but i also need to know that you're human right and i think yeah. it's interesting because i mean even wendy has said herself where she has sort of chastised monique for sort of sullying the um like just sullying the view of like these women right by like acting out and like starting this fight and so i do hope that Wendy doesn't get so locked in and this like I have to be an exemplary version of me in order to be successful because it's like because it's like I what I what I would rather see is like you be an exceptional person with flaws like because those flaws make you an exceptional person yeah right yeah yeah totally I mean I think in the end we all know people are complicated Exactly. Nobody's perfect. And I want to see someone who has achieved that much in their lives and also, like, has problems. Because otherwise, there's no point yeah. in seeing you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just because you don't exist. And, you know, it's so... Um, and I don't... She doesn't have to share more about her relationship with her husband. or I don't know. But, you know, everyone's got flaws. So just share them. Um so anyways, let's we're going to finish this up. We get this thing of two days later. Oh, well, the huge thing is they're all going to go to Portugal next episode. Right. So <laughs> which like, oh, duh. man, this whole thing. I don't know why Ashley thought, let me just show the, the Portugal flag. flag and <laughs> I see wouldn't if know they it. Can identify. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, identifying country flags is like really yeah, it's not the easiest I feel thing like to you do. know it. I think you know it if you're a soccer fan like Wendy or if you're in fifth grade and you have like a map, world map yeah, test. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> However, for Candace to suggest that the Portugal flag looks anything like the Chinese flag. <laughs> it's so like, funny. Candace, like we know f- what that looks like. That was so Yeah, it's weird. like, dude, it wasn't even like this is a flag of like the Ukraine, which you might be like, I'm not really sure what that looks like. It's like, listen, there's a couple of flags China. that you know for sure what they look like. 
Japan, China, right? Like maybe like yeah, like the states. There's a lot. There's a fair amount. But like at least like ten that you should definitely know. China is in that ten. I don't know why. That was so funny. I was like, "Oh damn, Candace." Okay, well, I'm glad you've got a recording contract because (laughs) this, you're yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna make it in the world of flag mapping (laughs) Uh, or whatever. Um, So Monique is not gonna go on the trip. And um, because she's not invited, because right. most of the women don't want her there. So a question for you. What did you think about that, like, mo- this small amount of Monique that we got in this episode where she is, like, dashing around, freaking out, getting those kids ready for the school day? Because I felt a lot of things while I was watching that. I felt that it was a scene that shows... Monique has very busy mornings with three kids and this is her life. And I felt like Dipti don't get mad at this scene. They're just showing what people's lives are. They're just showing what people's lives are. You should, you should accept this. This is what it is. And, but I was like the entire time I was like, I don't need to see this. Like, I don't need to see that. They don't know who is having what for breakfast. Like I was just bored. (laughs) Yeah, I, I agree. I was not, thrilled by like the content of that scene but I do think it's really interesting to see Monique just seemed really angry in the morning to me and like listen I don't have kids like maybe I'd be like stressed out and like sort of I think you'd be angry too yeah Yeah, I mean it's like it's maybe so like it's not like I'm expecting like dressing kids Dressing kids and getting them to eat and everything, I mean, I hear is the worst (laughs) nightmare ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, I see. Like, yeah, this this woman just like reached her breaking point, you know? Yeah, she is a miserable woman at this moment. Something's not right, for sure. Like, she is unhappy for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and so then we get like a two days later and it is right. we get we get that there's counter charges from Monique. And I just wanted to kill Candace being like, how dare she fuck that rusty ass bitch? And like Chris was looking at her like we we knew this was going to happen, which I don't think that he was necessarily supposed to say on camera. But he was just like, she's going to counter charge or whatever um but i i just thought like candace as angry as you are right now that she put charges against you that's how angry i know that she started it i know that she did but you were egging it on so much like i'm so glad you got a taste of your own medicine even though it's not equal and i do think monique was more in the wrong but i was so just irritated with Candace. I was like, God, I can't stand you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that whole scene to me is like, yeah, Candace is a Candace is just like just such a little kid. I mean, it's totally it's sometimes it's kind of appalling and like someone someone send an edible arrangement to Chris because he deserves like (laughs) something like get get the man something for his like time and effort with Candace because that's just a lot. Like, as I was watching it, I was like, wow, 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 wow. Like, what your upbringing must have been like that you, one, never expected that by going off on some, like, by flapping your mouth at someone that someone wasn't going to come back and, like, bop you in the face. Two, mm-hmm. that you never expected that if you press charges that anyone would ever press charges back. I mean, in my mind, I'm like, Candace must have lived... And must continue to live such a blessed life that I'm willing to bet that if she like hit someone with her car, she'd be like, well, but you're like driving like a Honda and I'm like in a Beamer. So like you're not going to like get my insurance. And and also (laughs) you should pay for the paint job that happened when I bopped your car. (laughs) You know, right. It's like I feel like she's just so like, how does she have no idea that there can be repercussions and there's counterclaims and all of that? Like. She's like you said it best. She's such a child. She's such a little nitwit. I just like she she was throwing a fit. Yeah. And 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 it's like I understand it sucks 
it's gotta suck to have legal charges against you, which yeah. is maybe something that you should have fucking thought when you did it to Monique. Well, and the no, thing she like, has three children. Here's the thing that I want to ask you as a lawyer, because I'm sure, and I'm actually really just confirming it, is like when she went to go and press charges, I'm sure she did so getting some sort of legal advice before going to do so. And at that juncture, I assume that her attorney was like, if you go and press charges, the likelihood that you will get a countersuit is high. Do you want to proceed? I mean, it depends. Like if it's, I thought she was pressing criminal charges. And so when you do that, you don't have an attorney per se. Candace has the prosecutor who represents like the state. But don't you think that she, I mean, she's got the money. Like you don't think she probably went to a lawyer to get some sort of like. Preliminary advice for sure. Right. But like, I think like, I just wonder if there's civil suits involved because Monique can also press charges criminally. Now I'm curious. I don't know. I haven't read about like exactly what the charges. I want to look at the actual yeah, court I know. papers. Like, you gotta, but as like our, as our legal counsel, <laughs> as our Bravo legal, scholar legal. and legal counsel, yeah. <laughs> I need to look at the legal papers to see because I don't know if it was also something that was like. I mean, you don't have to get legal counsel before you go to the DA's office and try to press charges before you go to the police and try to press charges. So in that sense, I don't know. She may not have. But, like, and the prosecutor is not necessarily going to say they can, like, have a cross-claim against you, but that happens often, especially in disputes between, like, friends. It's, like, for sure, like, a thing. And usually those get dropped, you know? And, um... And so anyways, I don't know. I have to I have to like do a deep dive into the legal documents and maybe by next week I will have an answer for you. I, I feel know. like I always say next week I'll have an answer and I never come back with one. <laughs> I really one. <laughs> want some, like someone on a Reddit thread somewhere somehow someone needs to have these like legal legal docs that are Yeah, and I'll and I'll, I'll, I'll look at that. And so anyways, we're at the end of our episode. I hope that Portugal will be good. I think I'm it will be. I'm forward to Portugal. It looks like it gets real wild. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be good. Tomorrow's election day. I am going to try my hardest to get this episode out tonight. Um, <laughs> I wish everyone in the country good luck. <laughs> like, I just um, let's wish for the best. That's all I'll yeah. say. Yeah. All right. All right, Layla, you take care of yourself over there in Oakland. Will do. Thanks so much. All right. All right. And we'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week for more Potomac. Bye. Bye. Bye.